Megillah Perkdalid Mishnah Tess 4.9. More on inappropriate things to be said, um, both before the community when one's davening and otherwise. The Mishnah says, Ha'omer, if one says, Yirvachucha Tovim, the good folk should bless you, meaning it should be your will, Hashem, that, that the Tzadikim should bless you, but not the Rishoyim. Hareza Derech that is the way of heresy. The reason why is because, according to proper Jewish Hashkafa, when it's saying that the righteous and non-righteous alike should be praising Hashem, we actually learn more than that from the, the Chelbana, one of the 11 ingredients included in the incense in the base of Mikdash, which didn't smell good on its own. It's to be included with the rest of the recipe to teach that all Jews, whether they are tzaddikim or otherwise, should be included in the minion, should be participating in the in the communal affairs, pray together and so on, and therefore not just the tovim, but the not-so-tovim, not-so-good people should also be mevarach Hashem. If a person says, in the course of his saying of, say, tachnun prayers, he includes, he says that just as your mercy reaches the bird's nest, um, and as much as Hashem said you can't take the eggs or the chicks before chasing with the mother bird, so they shouldn't have to see that happen. So it's like mercy on the mother bird, so to speak. Um, so too, um, you should have mercy on us. When he says something like that, so that's suggesting um, that he he knows how Hashem works and that he's motivated by mercy and so on, which is totally inappropriate. When we think about mitzvahs, like the mitzvah of Shalich HaKen, to send away the mother bird, we should relate to it first and foremost as a gazar melech, Hashem decided to make that rule, and we follow it because Hashem said. We don't presume to know the depth of Hashem's rules. Of course, we can try to understand them, but we have to be careful not to put words, so to speak, into Hashem's mouth. So that would be very inappropriate, and the din will be in a moment, we'll see, Meshaskinoso, if he did that, said those words from while leading the prayers in the synagogue, we silence him. Similarly, if a person says, Altov Yizacher Shemecha, your name should be recalled for the good. That is to say, it's the good stuff that you do for us, um, and that, and for those things we recall your name. That implies that we only thank Hashem for the good things, but the bad things we either don't thank Him for, or we don't ascribe to Him. Again, that's totally inappropriate. Um, Hashem does everything, and even if, even if we think it's bad, it's Hashem's doing. And more than that, the rule is that just as a person has to thank Hashem for the good that happens to him, you know, you make the bracha tova metiv, a person should also thank Hashem for the things that happened to him that he didn't want to happen, and that's the bracha dain ha'emes, bracha dain ha'emes, by which one is matzik the din, by one accepts Hashem's justice. At all events, the point is that we don't have the Superman vision of God where he does the good stuff and uh, and not the bad, and therefore, if one would suggest that, that Hashem is only recalled in connection with the good things, that's also going to be heretical, and one who said that should be silenced. And thirdly, says the Mishnah, modim modim. If a person says the modim blessing twice, there are actually two possibilities here. Either he says the word modim two times, or he says that paragraph of modim anachnolach two times. Um, both those are totally inappropriate because it suggests he's as if he's thanking two separate deities like the good God and the bad God or whatever it is and therefore in all three of those scenarios we silence him 
from continuing on, that's, and we point out that's totally inappropriate to say. Now, the mission now talks about a new case where a person isn't um, davening from the Amud or something like that. He's not praying in front of the community. He just simply, let's say, he's giving a drasha, a public drasha, and he is mechane ba'arayos. A mechane ba'arayos means one who um, understands the section of the Torah talking about arayos, forbidden incestuous relationships. He interprets it in sort of like a euphemistic way or a, or a metaphorical way. Kinoi is like a euphemism or a nickname or something like that. So the point is that he says when the Torah says things like ervas avicha lo segale, you may not reveal the nakedness of your father or ervas simecha and so on. So the he understands that it's since it doesn't the literal translation is you shall not reveal the nakedness of your father and mother. So he says that means. Um, he interprets that to mean like they're you know they're embarrassing things to embarrass them to reveal things that should be otherwise covered up, as opposed to being you know exposed. Of course, that's not the pshat. The pshat is um, a prohibition against like sleeping with your father, mother, etc. Um, but uh, he does it in this euphemistic way. So then Meshaskno, so we silence him because that's totally inappropriate. He is explaining the Torah not in an appropriate way, not in the. He's Megala Panim B'Torah Lokalacha. He's not. He's misinterpreting and therefore misinforming people of the meaning of the psukim. And therefore we mashaskna, so we silence him. Um, of course, there'd be terrible implications, wrong implications. It would suggest that if a person would embarrass his father or mother, he'd be chayamisa, etc. That's certainly not true. There's no capital penalty for for embarrassing your parents, and so on. Ha'omer mizar'acha lotitin lahavir lamolech. If a person says the verse which says you shall not give over your zarecha. Zarecha means your offspring, but literally means your seed to Molech. Molech it was a an idol and this was a this was like a idolatrous practice done in, in the by Canaanite peoples. They would pass over their children to Molech between two fires, or in the fire, but say even between two fires. The point is this is a ritual um an idolatrous ritual, which the Torah prohibits in one of the six or ten mitzvahs. So if a person says that it doesn't mean that, literally, what it means is, you shouldn't give of your seed to impregnate an Aramean woman, meaning that he interprets this not as to participate in the ritual for Molech, but rather that's sort of a euphemism and symbolic language for passing over your seed to impregnate a, a, a Gentile woman. Um, so again, that would again be being megalapan and betorish lo kalacha because you're, that's not that's not true. One who sleeps with a gentile woman certainly is not subject to the death penalty as one would be for participating in the idolatrous ritual of of molech. Um, and worse than that, it sort of would also perhaps um, lead to leniencies because it suggests that maybe it's only in Armayusa, only like an Aramean woman who's forbidden, as opposed to other gentile nations, as opposed to, or similarly, you might think it's it's. Um, for impregnation, but if she wouldn't become pregnant, it wouldn't be forbidden, and so on. All these things are wrong. And therefore, Meshask Nesob Nazifa, we silence that person, not just silence them, but also with Nazifa. This is actually a technical term. It means um, we uh, formally censure him in a way that he's expected to sort of retreat to his home and act like one who's been publicly humiliated, um, not looking people in the eye, and so on. It's it's a, like a formal procedure. It's not Cherem or Nidu, it's not a formal excommunication, but it certainly is a public censure that has consequences. And the point is, this is even worse. Now, they're just regular Meshaskno. So, now, according to 
the Meiri, for example, he understands this Nazifa applies both to, to both cases. The case of um, explaining the Mechana uh, Barayos case, as well as the Molech case, because they're the same thing. You're teaching Torah not Kalacha. Um, the Bartonor doesn't seem to learn that way. The Bartonor seems to learn that, that this second case is worse than the first case and deserving of Nazifa. Um, perhaps because the Kula can come out much worse over here. The Rambam understands in the Parish Mishnayos that what's going on in, um, he has to differentiate, of course, why it should be more severe in the second case. In the first case, when it says Machana Barayos, he is being, like I'm using Kinuyim, he's being, a, I don't know, euphemistic, gentle language when it comes to the section about Arayos. So the way he understands it is that the Pasuk, which should read, read Ervas Avicha Ervas Imcha, like the nakedness of your father, the nakedness of your mother, he reads it publicly as Ervas Aviv, Ervas Imo, in the third person, his, not not your, but his father. Sorry, instead of saying your father and your mother, he says his father and his mother. So it sort of like takes the severity off. It's less embarrassing. So he reads it publicly wrongly. It, of course, is incorrect because you're reading the Torah incorrectly, but doesn't carry with the same kind of... Um, uh, like not lahalacha approach that reinterpreting the verse would have. Okay, at all events, um, all the above is is wrong. Should not be done publicly. Should not be done privately. And one, of course, should stick to the explanation of the Chazal, the meaning of all these psukim.